I've been looking forward to this moment for a long time. Let me give you a context uh, for that statement. There's some moments that stick with you forever. Some are just burned into your mind. I remember so clearly being part of a night rescue mission. The troops on the ground were being overrun and we were asked to come in and try to knock out the enemy at low altitude. And as we met together in the ready room, I could sense the tension in the air. It was obvious that we were on a very serious mission and this was going to make a significant impact, hopefully against the enemy. Well, the church is in a very similar situation. The average evangelical church this weekend, the guys sitting in chairs just like this, 67% of them are sexual addicts. 25 to 30% of the women are sexual addicts. And the crazy part is 50 to 58% of the pastors standing behind that pulpit are sexual addicts. The church is in a dire situation. The troops are being overrun, literally. We can have all kinds of programs on evangelism, church planning, all kinds of programs to reach the community. But if we don't deal with this issue, we're dead. We need a revival. And that's why I'm so excited to meet with you because you've decided to make yourself available to become a conquer leader for the groups that are gonna be meeting together. I'm so glad that you made the decision to lead a conquer group. I'd like to take a moment and talk to you about what to expect in your small group and give you some basic guidelines. Leading a group is actually quite simple. Between the videos and the workbooks we provided, we've made it super easy. If you can play a DVD and keep the group discussion on track, you're ready to be a leader. Let me start by giving you some basic guidelines for the group. It's really important to keep the group size to eight guys or less. We wanna make sure that everyone has plenty of time to join in the group discussion. If you have more than eight guys, see if someone else would like to lead a group and split off a second group. What's the qualifications? Just twofold. Number one, do you love Jesus? <laughs> Number two, can you put a DVD in a DVD player? Then you're qualified, you're, you're all set to go. Now, why is it so important to get guys into groups? It's really crucial that we understand that sexual bondage at its core is an intimacy and an attachment issue, which means the guys can share the statistics about the latest sports game or the business or how to fix a car but they have no close friends. No one knows their soul. And in these conquer groups, guys are finally gonna have a safe place to open their hearts and deal with their sexual issues. It's important in the conquer series for someone to come into our group and to be able to know that not only it's safe here, but that it's okay to struggle here, isn't it? To know you're not gonna get looked down on, right? It drives right down to the core of the reason that drives men into sexual bondage. It's a shame issue. And, and sexual temptation in, in general is a shameful secret sin um, to us men. And that's why it's hard to get in groups like this and, and share it. And that's what you need because it's a, it's a secret sin that you don't want anyone else to do it. That's why you are on the computer at 2 a.m. in the morning um, looking at something you shouldn't, that you don't want your wife to see you looking at her, your mother or something like that. Um, I mean, it's hard to be with a group of guys and be vulnerable and be humble and say, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, so. Now, shame is different than guilt. Guilt is about something you did. Shame is essentially about who you see yourself to be. About 98% of them, they struggle with a sense of low self-esteem. In other words, self-esteem is really not the issue, it's God-esteem. They don't see themselves as God's called them to see themselves in Christ. They feel worthless at some point. 
Now, they're incredibly gifted, very skilled. I mean, some of the sharpest, smartest guys I've ever met are full-blown sexual addicts. But there's some portion in their soul where they feel worthless. Now, what's the answer? Well, you can't counsel this out of a person's heart and soul. Only Christ can deal with it. Christ, in Hebrews tells us, embrace the cross, despising the shame. So at the core issue of the shame that's in every man's soul that struggles with sexual bondage, these small groups are gonna enable him to face that issue. Because he's gonna look around the room, he's gonna realize, hey, the other guys are struggling with the same thing I am. It deals with the shame issue. Why small groups? It's gonna develop the core of their, of their heart, their soul. If you could beat something alone, I guess is a better way to put it, wouldn't you already have beat it? I get asked the question a lot, how can I have a powerful small group experience? Well, the simple answer is you have to create an environment that is both safe and real. A safe environment is one that respects the confidentiality of the group members and what they share. No one should ever share what someone else has talked about outside of group. Guys need to know that your group is a safe place. That's why we've included the memo of understanding in every study guide. This page clearly explains the rules for confidentiality. Make sure that everyone has signed the memo of understanding before the group starts. The reason why Christian men are so passive is because our ethical standards are so high and how can we raise holy hands to God when we've been doing stuff behind closed doors we don't want anyone to find out about? And the church has not been giving any effective answers. In the Conquer series, we will give you effective answers. They come from the protocol we developed in our counseling process that helps 98 to 95% of pastors get free. What we're sharing with you, the principles actually work. They work down to the core of a person's soul. You're gonna find the group as it comes together, there'll be a self-mentoring process that'll take place in the relationship as the guys sit around the table and share the stuff that's going on in their heart. I mean, you can't go anywhere without there being a little bit of temptation and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. All of us are struggling. Isn't it easy to sometimes feel like you're the only one? Absolutely. So you know what a safe environment is. Let's talk about what a real environment looks like. A real environment is one where you can be the real you. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Your group needs to know the real you and love you for who you are and not how much you have your act together. The best way to have a real group is to lead by example. Don't pretend to have it all together. As you share your answers to the study guide questions, talk about what's on your heart and the progress you're making and the places you're falling short. Showing your group an open, honest transparency is probably the single most important thing you can do as a group leader. We're all gonna, we're all in the battle together. We're all in the struggle together. And it's about uh, progress, not perfection. The day we quit progressing is the day Satan wins. The day you quit struggling is the day Satan wins. It's not the day we arrive. And I used to believe you fight something till you beat it and then you move on. And what happens when you finally fight something you can't beat on your own? You continue to struggle. And now I struggle. Isn't that, isn't that backwards? So I used to be a guy that beats things and now I'm a struggler and now I'm in the right place. Now I'm a conqueror and I'm a conqueror today, I'm a conqueror tomorrow, and I'm a conqueror the next day. And that's what being a Christian is. It's about conquering daily, it's about struggling daily, it's not about arriving. Pharisees arrive, Jesus followers struggle. I used to believe that the struggle disqualifies you. And gentlemen, the struggle 
is the only thing that qualifies you to speak and to lead for the Lord. But maybe the man who gets up and says, this is where I'm struggling this week, but struggle alongside me, man. Can you follow that man? And I pray to God that the rest of my life, I'm a man who gets up and calls men to struggle with him instead of just following. Another suggestion for having a real environment is to allow the guys to experience self-discovery. When a guy in group is sharing, try to refrain from giving advice. Instead, ask clarifying questions like, how does that make you feel? Or how does that affect the important people in your life? Most guys will come up with the right answer on their own. If you feel it's really necessary to give advice, always ask permission first. For example, try saying, can I offer a suggestion? And make sure they say yes before giving advice. But there is a third qualification to be a conquer group leader, and that is ability to listen. You don't have to have the answers. You don't have to find out what to do in every situation. You just need to listen because the workbook will give you all the discussion questions. You don't even have to figure out what to talk about. It's all delineated there for you. And the special features on the DVD will give you some assi assistance besides that. So if you can just listen, you can lead. Now, here's, here's a really important point. It's to get to the place where the guys start listening to their heart. It's asking them questions like, what are you really struggling with? How do you feel about that question? How's the relationship going with your kids and your wife? Helping them to finally get in touch with what's going down on in their soul. And the questions that the workbook gives you will help you every step of the way. The trick is just learning to listen and let guys share their heart, because most guys have nowhere they can ever share their soul. What do you think uh, trying harder doesn't work? Well, my life experiences tell me that I, as, as sincere as I was and as committed as I was, I promised the uh, God the Father that I was going to, I promised my wife I was going to, I told everyone else I was going to, and I wasn't able to do it. You know, trying harder, my willpower does not have the ability to beat this bondage. Disclosure is probably one of the most difficult parts for the church to walk a couple through who is struggling with the issue of sexual addiction. We tend to want to confess everything right up front, and I understand that. The Bible says that we need to confess our sins one to another. The problem is, in most cases, the addict has so compartmentalized his behavior that he probably wouldn't tell the truth if he could or wanted to. And the betrayed spouse has no support for the information that she's about to receive from a disclosure. Now we know from clinical studies that about 80% of disclosure is what's called a staggered disclosure. And that's the typical type where the addict will disclose a little bit, then a little more, then a little more, and a little more. Every time a new disclosure comes up, the betrayed feels that there is absolutely no way trust can be regained and eventually trust is lost altogether. Now, in some cases, a forced disclosure may need to take place. A good example of this is someone who's been acting out with prostitutes or in an affair. If there is a chance for the addict to transmit sexually transmitted diseases, the spouse needs to know immediately and get tested. The best outcome is what we call a delayed disclosure. This is where we ask the addict and the spouse to wait to disclose all of the information of the addiction until two things have taken place. One, the spouse is in a support group like a Betrayal and Beyond group or Hope for Men. Two, 
the addict has experienced at least six months of sobriety. That way, there's a much lower chance that he will relapse and further erode trust that has been built in the process of recovery. Now, many people who join your groups may tell you that they've already had disclosure. The reality is it's probably staggered and incomplete. We recommend, if this is the case, that you advise them to not disclose anymore. It's not that we're trying to hide anything. We simply want to limit further damage that a poor disclosure can do on the relationship. Many times, I will ask the betrayed spouse, would you rather know a little bit of the information right now or all the information in six months from now. Almost every time, the spouse will say, I would like to know everything and I'm willing to wait. That will give the addict time to learn their story and tell it completely, and it will give the betrayed support and an ability to process the information they are about to receive. I need to warn you, when you start doing this, you're gonna get really hooked. You're gonna be a continual learner. That's why it's gonna be important to understand that just five weeks of meeting or however long it takes you to get through the DVD series, for an awful lot of guys, it's not gonna solve the problem. It's just gonna help them to understand what the nature of the problem is. So that's why I encourage you to pick up a copy of Pure Desire, Seven Pillars of Freedom, so you can understand how to help guys in a year-long to a two-year-long process that'll help them really get free in depth. Finally, it's really important to remember that as a group leader, you do not need to have all the answers. It's likely that you're gonna have guys in your group that are facing some pretty tough challenges. They may need professional help. Many guys that are struggling with their purity may also be facing divorce or separation, criminal charges, maybe even severe depression or anxiety. If you have a guy walking through any of these challenges, do not take it upon yourself to deal with these issues in group we recommend referring to a professional. One of the best places to find help is on our website at puredesire.org under the Get Help tab. Now, as you go through this process, you may have some questions. Please inform us how this series has helped you or helped the other men so we can have some feedback. The most important thing is for you to understand something. We don't have men like yourself step forward, however inadequate they may feel. We don't have men like yourself take up the battle there can be no hope of real revival in the church. But what's important is to start the process. Probably five weeks is not going to be enough to really help most guys come free. It's a two to five year process with a miracle every day. But you can be a critical piece in the starting of that process in their life. I'm so excited for you for this reason. You're gonna see guys' lives really changed. Recently I was speaking at a church. A gentleman came up and uh, had his little girl in tow, his daughter in tow. And he leaned over and he said, I just want to thank you for saving my life. Because why? I helped him deal with the sexual bondage in his soul. And I'll never forget the little girl holding her daddy's hand, leaned up and looked up at me and she said, thank you for loving my daddy. I just fell apart because uh, there was a marriage saved. There was a little girl's life that's going to be significantly changed because I had the joy of investing in this man's heart and his soul. So I just want to pray for you. I'm so excited you're deciding to take this challenge on, but I just want to team with you in the spirit. And let's see real revival take place in the church, because if we don't have revival in this area, 
the church has little hope. Your kids and grandkids will grow up in hell. So thank you for taking this challenge on. And thank you for deciding to love and care for other men who really need your help right now. So let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for these men who made a decision to step forward boldly, not based on their ability or their skills, but your call in their life. And thank you for this series that's gonna help men get down to the core issues in their soul. And I pray for an anointing on these men that will enable them to reach out and touch the heart of other men so that there can be combat teams developing that'll literally change the nature of the church, the core of the church, and release real revival. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs>